0: You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production.
1: For more great podcasts like this, head on over to RadioFreePodcasting.com.
0: Discovered that I may have a son here in this land. How much child support is she getting from? The king pays no child support. No child support for thirty years, and you came back. You was a dummy. Welcome to Hollywood and Vine news, reviews, and the occasional interviews. I'm your host, Tim Beasley, and I'm Patrick. And tonight we're going to be talking about a sequel of all sequels.
1: You don't sound genuine. You sound
0: <laughs> hmm. Disingenuous. Disingenuine. Disingenuine. <laughs> We're going to talk about coming to America, and I think this needed to go to the trash. But Oh, wow. Yeah, it's rough. I know. I know. Well, can we
1: um, no. spend a little time talking about the original film first?
0: Love to. I would love to cleanse my palate and talk about that.
1: Uh, when did you see it?
0: Uh, I mean, when I was a kid. For the so, first time. So yeah. mid-90s? Okay. We definitely had been out. So I, I think I've said this before. I'm like, my dad worked for DirecTV. So growing mm, up, right. Like I think I was 10, maybe 9 or 10 when we got DirecTV and like, I had access to everything. I mean, we have VHS and all that shit, but I used to like record signals coming from the sky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. I definitely watched a lot of old ass movies. They weren't old ass, but I mean, you know, for me, they were old and... and for my neighbors they hadn't seen stuff so we'd have watch parties on stuff so it wasn't like the TV guide where you had to go like okay there's five things on <laughs> well, what do we want to do there was 60 things on or something at that time you know we, it wasn't the craziness that we have now but I got to watch a lot of cool stuff I love a lot of 80s movies because of that fact that they mm-hmm. were they were in um, you know they were coming back around on normal TV but they were on all the fucking time right. and unedited on direct TV mm-hmm. So I got to hear curses. I didn't get the weird cutouts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we didn't have, I think my parents had a, a like a child block, but I knew the code. So right. I, I would watch whatever <laughs> I wanted. I, I remember I could turn it on and off. So I would turn it off when I wanted to watch stuff. And then when I knew I was going to like, oh, it's bedtime. Okay. I would turn it back on. So if they came in to check, it was off. Right. But right. they didn't realize that shit till much later on. And then at that point, it's like, well, what, who cares now? Now you're 15 or whatever, you know?
1: When I was a kid, one of my friends, they had cable. I don't exactly remember how this worked. Magic. He had cable in his room, but it had like child locks on it. The one in the living room did not, and they had some kind of system though where you could like mirror the image to another TV. So his workaround was there's a lot of stuff we couldn't watch in his room. We couldn't watch like probably HBO and Showtime, Skinamax. But if you put it on the living room, you could bounce it into his room. So after his, you know, we'd have sleepover. All the all the kids would come over to his house for sleepovers on the weekend, and then after his parents went to sleep, we'd put on HBO or whatever, and in the living room, turn the volume all the way down bounce the signal over to his tv i don't remember exactly how we did it but we're like we had to work around but then if we heard them get up we had to like someone had to run to the kitchen like they wanted to get some water or something turn the tv off because the tv had to be on for it to work it was just the things you do when you're a kid oh yeah to watch stuff you're not supposed to be watching but you know oddly enough when coming to america came out uh that would have been i would have been 13 in, in when it hit oh 88 okay oh you're right you're right i was looking at this other thing it said 89 but yeah 88 i was 12 and uh, i am about 95 percent sure i saw in theaters with my parents (laughs) so they just took me i mean i was 12 i wasn't a little kid yeah but still um we just had like a family tradition that sundays we'd you know go to church then go get Chinese food and then go to the movies. And whatever my dad wanted to see, we saw. It didn't matter if he thought it was appropriate for kids, and my mom would get pissed sometimes when we'd be
0: driving home. <laughs> hey. That sounds good, man. That's
1: I mean, there were I think there were a couple times when she might have, like when I was really little, like picked me up out of that movie and we would, like walked across to go see something else, even if it had already started. She'd be sitting there going, Wait a minute, what are we doing here? <laughs> my dad was like, Go ahead, I'm gonna finish watching this.
0: Your love of uh repetition and uh, that could be a uh, a nice set schedule makes a lot more sense now if every week we did yeah. certain things
1: every week we did the exact same thing and it was always you know we, we went to a theater called Cynodome, which no longer exists i don't know if you are familiar Because uh, i can't it. remember what year they tore it down but it essentially it's um it's uh, it, it was over in orange so to give you an idea of like where it's located it's basically down the street from the where the block is okay there used to be a big old movie theater, and the the two main theaters were these huge domes. So it was called Dome. and they even they didn't have balcony balconies. Like they were you had to go upstairs, but like if you were going up towards the back seat and then turned, you could get these seats with no one in front of you. It was and they were awesome theaters for the time. And I, would, I, I was so sad when they tore it down because that's where I saw every movie when I was a kid. We went every Sunday. We saw something, whatever my dad thought was interesting or if he didn't know it was out. We just kind of pick something, go see it. And then uh, when I got a little bit older, one of my friends and I, we would have our parents just drop us off there in the morning. And we'd just go see as many movies as we could. And um, it was before you could look online, obviously, for showtimes and stuff. And we would, we would get up and we'd get the newspaper and we'd cut out that theater's ad that had all the times. And would tell how long each movie was and we'd sit there with a pen and like circle like okay if we see this Mm -hmm. and then we can run over and see this one (laughs) and by the time that gets out we could like book it over to this one to get in there before the previews end and uh and then we'd have to call our parents on a payphone to come pick us up but i you know i I distinctly remember not not communicating very well that we were planning to watch four movies that day we're just hey can you take us to the theater and then we never called and our families were just like freaking out because there was no way for them to find us
0: (laughs) Dude, I'm so amazed that I made it through childhood.
1: So we, we called to get picked up like that night. We stayed there the whole day, the whole night, watched movie after movie, and then we were in so much trouble when we got picked up. But it was so
0: worth it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm so amazed I made it through my childhood because I have similar stories to that where I would just I just mm-hmm. disappeared. I knew where I was. Yeah. I knew I was safe. I was with people that I trusted. But my parents exactly. had no idea, and my ass was beat red when I, I got, got home. home. And I love how my, oh, my mom, my sister nowadays, you know, like, She's got kids and and my friends have kids and stuff. And they're like, it's such a dangerous world. I'm like, do you not remember the shit Mm -hmm. we used to do? Like your kids have tracking devices in their pockets. Exactly. And and they, it's not that like, oh, you gave them a tracking device and they could ditch it. They're not letting that thing go to save their life. Like Mm -hmm. they want that tracking device now. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. it's so much safer.
1: And the thing is, I remember my friend and I didn't think we were even doing anything wrong. We weren't Same. trying to be bad. We're just like, hey, drop us the movies. And then we're like, Ooh, we, could, we could just go see another one. Let's go see another one. Let's go see another one. And then we'll just call them when we're done. And we couldn't figure out why they were so mad.
0: <laughs> I didn't say I was coming home at two. I just said, drop me off. Yeah.
1: I said I was going to the movies. I didn't say I was going okay. to the movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a singular <laughs> plural. That doesn't even make sense.
1: But those were the days, man.
0: Those were the days. Do you, by, by saying those were the days, do you mean that was when they used to make good movies unlike nowadays where they made Coming to America?
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess what I really meant is when you just had no other responsibilities and you could uh, just be dumped off at the theater in the morning and just, I'm just going to stay here all day, you know? It was, yeah. it was so fun. Um,
0: I wish the writers of this movie had stayed at the movies all day <laughs> and learned what a good movie is supposed to look like
1: uh all right so i remember seeing the first one pretty sure i saw it with my family it is possible i saw it with my buddy that we would maybe it was on that day that we we got in so much trouble but i'm pretty sure i saw it with family as a as a 12 year old thought it was hilarious loved eddie murphy growing up hell
0: yes hell yes um, hell yes
1: seen so many of his movies i wouldn't say i've seen everything but i've seen so many of his movies and and then he just kind of you know dropped out of sight for years and years and years mm-hmm. so i won't say i was excited to hear he was making a sequel to Coming to America. I was more just like happy for him that he's doing stuff. He's
0: doing something.
1: Not like, Oh, he, he needed to work, but just like, okay, cool. Like, like he should still be doing stuff. You know, I feel like he's got some, some hopefully got some good years left, but you're probably going to about disagree with me. Um, I went into this with extremely low expectations because as we've talked about before, I just comedy sequels very rarely do it for me. Recycling of the jokes, using the same gags or reversing them. It's just, you know, I know what to expect. And uh, if it can keep my attention and I can keep from shutting it off, then then I guess that was a victory.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm right there with you. I I didn't go into this thinking like, this is going to be the greatest movie ever made. Maybe
1: when I was a kid, I thought comedy sequels were funny because I just wanted to see the same jokes again and laugh. But like, I can't think of the last time I saw a comedy sequel that I thought was truly spectacular I mean you're probably now you're probably going to name one or two and I'll be like okay there's the exception to the rule but if I try to think of it right now I, I cannot I just can't
0: mm, Jay and Silent Bob reboot
1: but isn't the charm of that that it knows, <laughs> it knows it's, it's the knows same it's story <laughs> yeah. like that's but that's the joke yes. like uh, yeah okay there you go that that and that's why it works I mean they reference the fact that they're making this yes. they're telling the same story
0: they literally at one point looked right to the camera.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I get you. I and, and that's yeah. I'm right there with you. Of like, look, I wasn't expecting gold here, but mm-hmm. I was just very disappointed in how much I didn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't it. It just didn't hit for me, and I could I, I choreographed all the next moves, and then yeah, some of the moves totally. I didn't choreograph just didn't make sense. You know, and some of the acting like. You talk about good to see somebody working again. It was fun to watch Wesley Snipes back on the big screen. Yes, like I'm like, hey, you're, but then he's dancing the whole fucking time and the terrible <laughs> accent and shitty attire, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, look, when I when I watch Black Panther, right, mm-hmm. and you go into the like high chamber. I don't really know if they called it anything, but you go to like the elders, and you see the they all have different attire. They all have a different, like small different in their style, right? And then when you have mm-hmm. the the five tribes kind of coming together, or six tribes, I can't remember, mm-hmm. coming together, and they're floating down the river, and they've all got like a different type of ceremonial garb. It's like okay, there's different. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like different groups within an African nation. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. This movie is what nine ninety percent of it takes place in in what is supposed to be africa Mm -hmm. and just the attires like like cheap shitty knockoff of what i would expect to see (laughs) and i might be offending the fuck out of people if there's actual some traditional garb in there but every every scene transitions to something different it's not like they they have the same like you think about like think about t'challa he's got the same similar type suit Mm -hmm. in everything he wears Mm -hmm. right it's slightly different here and there it's got different filigree it's got a different style to it but it looks very similar it looks regal and royal and here it's like this dude keeps changing his style over and over again and sometimes he's wearing sandals and sometimes he's wearing Nikes and I'm like what's going on dude like it just threw me off like from an aesthetics to to see all that to be like over the top hey look at us we're in Africa I was like okay I know that dude like I I totally get that and I wanted to see I'm also disappointed in in And they touch on it specifically in the movie, but he came back and he was talking in the original movie about how he was going to bring what he learned about America um, to Zamunda and bring them in, you know, be progressive and bring them into the new century. And then what does he, in the start of the movie, what has he done for Zamunda? He brought him a McDowell's. Mm -hmm. Woo. And just like, it didn't feel like there was any progression from movie one to movie two. And then there was just a lot of like bullshit thrown in there and just a lot of like, hey, look at us. He's rich. Hey, look at us. We're in Africa. Hey, look at us. There's mm-hmm. a lion. Don't forget, we're in Africa. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, look. A CGI elephant. I've known that elephant since he was a kid. It's like, oh man, <laughs> come on, man. I just wanted more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, no, I get you. Just missed on like every cylinder. You know. I think I laughed a total. I remember. I remember counting, and I believe I got to four. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to the bloopers. The bloopers made me laugh more than the movie. Oh, the bloopers made me laugh. Absolutely. The bloopers were great. Just Eddie laughing makes me laugh. Yes. So that had a couple right there. But in the actual movie, there I believe it was four actual audible laughs. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That's not a good movie. Now you tell, I, I now you tell me why it's a good. I don't, don't know if I laughed movie. out loud.
1: Okay. I don't know, honestly. <laughs>
0: I was like, okay, never mind.
1: I mean, I, I sat there and I feel like, you know, I I, I treat it like I was watching a family drama. <laughs> Dude,
0: it... We were kind of talking about this before. Yeah, off we talked. To, we like, made the
1: mistake of talking about this off mic yeah, the night before we recorded this. And so...
0: I don't know how Now we're going to gonna have to
1: hear each other repeat some things, but go for it.
0: Well, I don't know how to classify this movie for me because it wasn't a comedy to me. It but wasn't, it was, no. It's like flavorless pudding. You know what I mean? Like I was mm. hoping for butterscotch and I got just, there's the mouthfeel of a com. Uh, there's the mouthfeel of a movie. I know it was a movie. I don't know how to classify it. Cause it wasn't a drama. It wasn't a comedy. It wasn't an action. It tries to do all those things, but it failed on all of them. So it's like, I don't know what you are. Well, I, I feel
1: like when, when you call a movie a, a drama, it kind of invokes like, very serious or very sad mm-hmm. kind of movie but really I mean when I think family drama I mean to me I just think a family story a story about a family and that's what this felt like we're just checking in on this family that the last time you saw them it was in a comedy movie and I don't <laughs> I, I understand that this movie was trying to be a comedy
0: <laughs> the last time you saw them they were funny but 30 but, years but has for passed for me <laughs>
1: When a comedy sequel falls victim to the we're just going to do all the same things or or like I said, like take the joke and, and reverse it. I already know it's not going to be funny. It's just going to be a story. And so I don't classify it as comedy anymore. And I think that's why it was maybe easier to stomach. I didn't come into this expecting to laugh. I just, you know, we're checking back in on the family. And I guess, uh, you know, like you said, they did reference the fact that he didn't even he didn't make the changes he was supposed to make. The problem there, too, is then you go, okay, well, then now, what, his son is going to do it? Well, does that mean in, in 20, 30 years we're going to get the next chapter where he didn't make any changes either? Dude, like, why am I supposed to believe he'll actually change anything? I guess because you you, you believe the daughter will. But um, I think that this is where comedy, or sequels, I should say, sequels can end up damaging the original. And, and not in the way that I think people that complain that things get rebooted go oh this ruined the original i don't think reboots do because the story is still the story in the first one but but sequels do because they tell you that the thing that we promised you was going to happen at the end of the movie didn't actually happen yes you know what i mean absolutely and it changes change it, it does change the way you feel about when you watch it the next time it's not like if somebody remakes a song and you don't like the remake and you go no oh, i can't listen to the original anymore no yes you can the original is still the original, but when you watch Coming to America now, like if you if you ever do watch the original again, because maybe you can't now, but you watch it and you, you, like like you said, all the things he said he was going to do, you you know now, well, he didn't do them.
0: I could absolutely watch the first one and still enjoy it. Okay. Good. I don't, Good I have, because to me, I am like, this is, I live in a world where we have multiverses. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So You just Weird. watch it and go that the other one didn't exist in this. It universe. doesn't exist.
0: I'm just hoping that something changes in the way he thinks at the end of this movie, in a, an alternate timeline where he went back home mm-hmm. and he actually implemented progressive change. It takes place. I and this door. is
1: this is not exactly the same, but one of the things I always hated about. Um, sequels where they like you know couldn't get the budget to bring somebody back that was important so they just kill them off in the first two minutes of the sequel always bothered me because then, then why do I care about this character in the first one when I go back and watch the first one again. What was it? That's like the worst for me.
0: Aliens 2 and Aliens? Alien 2 and Aliens? Who is it? Um, or is it Alien 2? twos? Alien, A- 2s? Alien oh
1: God, Aliens and to Aliens 3?
0: Well who's the, the little girl? Newt. Yes Newt. Yes. There we go. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Aliens A- to Alien 3?
1: Yes. Yeah. Or That's your. You nailed it. You're talking exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. It's you have all this drama of getting of saving this girl, and then when we open the third one, she's dead. Means
0: nothing. Piss me off. It made Pissed it made it made everything you did in that last movie moot. Yep. Well, it just I felt like this movie so, didn't even take itself serious. The the yeah. big, the big bad in the movie, right? Wesley Snipes, who's coming in as a a warlord from another. You know another place it's actually i believe his uncle if i'm not mistaken
1: i don't remember the first one well enough to remember what was going on except that he was supposed to marry someone from Who, Nextoria.
0: Who's who's imani to... no okay never no yeah it's just another the next door the 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 country next door called next doria mm-hmm. <laughs> When I heard that I had to I'm stop laughing and it's look such a back. stupid joke. Dude, I'm not
1: laughing at the joke for being good. I'm laughing right? for how stupid. it is. I looked at
0: it and I was like I was like I had to have heard that wrong in their in their fake African accents. Let me go back and No, you did not. Nope. The country that they're trying to stave off having like a war with that's mm-hmm. they're having issues with like trade routes, I think is what they say. Mm-hmm. Its name is Next Doria. I mean I'm gonna keep laughing at that because it's so stupid well and in the movie they're like oh he's the the general what's his name General General Izzy General Izzy's here yeah. he's bringing his troops I tried to stop him sir and they come in they basically break dance his way in I'm like oh my god what like wh- what are we watching here mm-hmm. you know the I'd say the only minuscule redeeming quality of this movie is how many people from the original movie they got to come back Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I heard, I read an article a while back that, that Eddie didn't want to have, uh, I don't know if they had an issue back in the day or currently or something, but he didn't want to have Louis Armstrong in it. Uh, I think you mean, I did say Louis Louis Anderson, Louis Anderson in it, but he was like forced to.
1: Wow. By who? I don't, who forces Eddie to do something in a sequel to a movie that he did not need to make. That's weird. I mean, it's not that I don't believe you. That just surprises me.
0: Maybe it's the original. Hmm. I don't know. It says you. Yeah. Okay. It was the original. Eddie Murphy set out to make Coming to America. He hoped to hire an all-black cast of actors. Oh, interesting. Paramount didn't see eye to eye with the idea, so they forced him to have Louis as his like buddy 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 friend in the mcdowell's restaurant in the mcdowell's okay because i read that and i maybe I, I i guess i just read a headline wrong and then when i saw because i didn't think he was going to be in the next movie and then all of a sudden i saw him and i'm like oh shit okay he was fine in it god damn he looks old yeah he does i did have to go back and because we had talked off off air i'm like how are they going to have the dudes in the barbershop? <laughs> and i went back and watched that movie and i'm like you know what? They're not actually as old as I remember them.
1: Oh, were they not? Okay.
0: Like, they look like they're probably 50, 60, so they would be very, wow. very old. I mean, they're talking 80s, 90s, maybe upwards to 100, but they could still, theor- it's not like they were 90 back then, mm-hmm. and now you're like, you know, hey, you're celebrating your 115th birthday, you know? It was like, yeah, they look like they could do it, and they made the makeup even older this time around, so it does, right. it does track.
1: I had thought they were much older too in the first one, but I made the conscious choice to not go back and rewatch Coming to America before watching this one only because of how I feel about comedy sequels and thought if there's any chance of me enjoying this movie, it'll be because all the jokes and gags from the first one, I will have forgotten. So it was more of a thing of like, once they did it in this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, they did that in the old one. But it wasn't as I was watching it going, now they're going to do the thing again. Yeah. So I had the same feeling, I guess, maybe just a less, a little less intensity of not having just watched it.
0: I didn't watch it. I just went back to watch those clips because I was like, how are these guys still around? Because like, they show them in the trailer. So I'm like, okay, they're, they're here. And they have everyone from the original cast there. Well, I mean, it's Eddie and Arsenio playing three out of the four people there. Mm-hmm. But... I just had to go take a quick look and I watched, you know, twenty seconds of them when they're they're going back and forth and I'm like, okay, he just looks like maybe kind of an older guy, not not a grandpa or something like that, you know what I mean? Their shit was kind of funny, but their funnest stuff their funniest stuff was in the trailer. Mm. I was like shit. Yeah.
1: Which is the other thing I always say, like we, we watched trailer like we watched the trailer together and we laughed and, and <laughs> we said immediately said, Did we just see the best parts of the movie? Yep. Pretty much. Because That's what I always worry about. And now, you know, now that I think about it, I find I did come up with a comedy sequel that I've enjoyed. Okay. And it's not that different. We're checking in again with two guys we liked back in the either late 80s or early 90s. Wait. Okay. Wait. And when I say we, I'm talking about me and my generation. I don't know if you ever saw the original and whether you liked it. I'm assuming you saw it. I don't, I don't, I've never asked you. It's a movie from the 80s.
0: Like early eighties, it would be
1: right around this same time, and I will tell you what what year the first one came out. Right now, and see if that helps you.
0: And you said you're checking in on two two buddies. Mm-hmm.
1: We're gonna see where they are now. Okay, 1989 was the first one. Well,
0: it can't be turn hooch because, <laughs> oh, that's fucked Cause,
1: up. Yeah, because you're so morbid. <laughs> no.
0: Oh yes, I know exactly you're talking about Wild Stallions. Stallions yeah bill and ted bill and ted well okay and here's the thing i'll say well i guess we're going to talk about that later but i hope we are that movie was
1: that's a perfect you know how we just did time loop movies back to back these don't necessarily have to be back to back but i think that that could be an excellent counter episode to this of checking in on an 80s property years later and a comedy sequel
0: this is what i would say though i would throw a little wrench into that is that it's not a sequel
1: yeah you're absolutely right it's third in a trilogy exactly
0: <laughs>
1: but also it works because even though they did some of the same gags the, the element of time travel gives them the ability to, to do that in a different way true like that's part of the joke and and also at the end of Bill and Ted you didn't expect them to well, I mean you know according to their story they're supposed to save the don't world say it, but... don't
0: say it don't ruin it that's another save it for the podcast okay. not this one
1: but just the idea the <laughs> idea in this film that Eddie Murphy was supposed to come back to yeah Zamunda, and change everything, and then you find out that he didn't. There's there's some similar themes going on in Bill and Ted that we'll talk about when when, if, sure. if and when we ever get around to that episode. But I, for some reason, that one worked for me in this.
0: But not even that. It's literally his dad is still alive in this movie. Mm-hmm. His dad is still king in this movie. Mm-hmm. His dad is still telling him how to run the country. Mm-hmm. And maybe you say, okay, that's, that's why he hasn't had any change, because his dad won't let go of the reins. Until he literally, until he dies.
1: As soon as his dad dies, he doesn't step in and make those changes right then. Yes. He starts talking about tradition.
0: Yes. So it's just some of those annoying things of like, you can tell, as soon as he does that, it's like, okay, you can tell what's going to happen. All of a sudden, this guy's hanging out with the barber a lot. He's going to fall for the barber. They're going to go back to, to America Then he's got to go to America to get him, and they're going to come back. And then, mm. you know, they're setting it up for the queen. They're going to let the little sister become the queen and the, and the Mm -hmm. rightful heir doesn't want to be the king. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. I just don't like movies that you can literally, you can telegraph from, Mm -hmm. from step one, you know exactly where they're going. You don't know exactly what the steps are going to look like, but you can tell what the dance is. It's like, fuck, this is boring then. So I already know, I already Mm -hmm. know the outcome. And it didn't make sense as well at the timeline. He came back 30 years ago and he's got like a 20 year old kid. What are you doing for the first 10 years, bro?
1: Oh, yeah. Did they say how old he was
0: supposed to be? Son's 30. Oh, okay. They don't exactly say how old the daughter is, the the oldest daughter, but she looks like she's very early 20s because then they have a third daughter that looks like she's 15 and then they have another daughter that looks like she's 10. So it just doesn't make sense in the timeline of like, I don't know. (laughs) I, I thought it would it would make more sense if you have an an older daughter that's literally been you know waiting to become queen and staving off marriage so that she could become queen, mm-hmm. and then she got beat out by a year by some random hookup from America. That would make right. more sense to me. than I'm still relatively a child, and but I've been studying this for my whole life. I liked her. I liked that actress. I liked the action. I liked the fact that they were like the three girls. Kicked ass and stuff That was kind of fun I think that's a sad thing When that's a highlight
1: I'm starting to feel like That's the The difference in experience That you and I have Is I didn't go into this Expecting to laugh I'm just like Alright let's check in And see where these people Are 30 years later
0: I would say I didn't I didn't go in thinking This is going to be The greatest comedy ever Like I definitely Didn't have no. that kind Of expectation I just thought It's a comedy And I like right. I like Well I can't say I like all of Eddie Murphy's stuff But I like Eddie Murphy And I like this premise mm-hmm. And I knew they were going to go back. I definitely knew they were going to go back to the well. They're going to go back to the well and dip their, their toes in and, and hit us with jokes they've already hit us with. But in an updated version, mm-hmm. they just didn't hit hard. You know what I mean? They, they, they were boring.
1: Right, right, right. Oh, well, I'm trying to think of like if I even watch comedy movies anymore.
0: I mean, I would say that we just reviewed a comedy movie.
1: Okay, all right, you got me there. I mean
0: it's it's a it's a time loop movie that has that as a plot device.
1: What I meant was, in the days when theaters were still a thing, and I would go to see two movies on a Thursday, how often did I actually go see a comedy? Like if three movies came out, comedy was usually a thing that I skipped. Not always, but it's just I'll even even you know I complain about comedy sequels, but even new comedies, I feel like you know what you're getting. Sure. The jokes are in the in the trailers.
0: I gotta say I'm right there with you because I've been to com- I've been to comedy releases on opening night mm-hmm. and shit happens and people laugh in the theater and I'm like you're laughing at that, you guys think that's funny.
1: What I enjoy are things like action movies that have comedy in them. Sure, you know one of my favorite movies that's that's hilarious to me and is not a comedy is Ant Man. Sure, Luis is hilarious. Sure, it's not classified as a comedy. I mean, it's of all the Marvel films, it's. It's probably the comedy, but you know, I I feel like when films are meant to be something else and can pull off comedy at the same time, it's a better payoff where instead, when you go to a comedy, you're like, okay, entertain me, make me laugh. Yes. And you're just sitting there staring at it. When I want comedy, I go to a comedy show, see a comedian, do stand up. you know? So I'm just trying to think. I'm really, honestly, I, I I could be wrong. I'm sure if I went through all my ticket stubs, I'd be like, oh wait, I saw like, you know, 10 comedies in 2019, but I, I couldn't tell you what they were
0: yeah
1: it just doesn't seem like that's a thing that i do anymore i see a comedy trailer and i usually feel like okay i just saw all the funny parts or sometimes the trailers aren't even funny true <laughs> so i don't know i i guess um like i said low expectations on this film also the fact that i didn't have to spend a dime on it is it on a streaming service that i already pay for and i don't pay for it to watch streaming movies you know what i mean so it wasn't like i even felt like that was built into the price of paying for amazon prime i pay for amazon prime for free shipping so... oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> So it's kinda of like they said, Hey, in addition to free shipping, do you wanna watch something for two hours? And I was like, Okay, I got okay. nothing to do. Yeah, that
0: works.
1: <laughs> so it's like if if you asked me how, how it was, my answer would be like it was fine. It was just fine. I can't say it was good, I can't say it was great. But I also wouldn't say it was bad because I wasn't watching it wanting to turn it off. I was like,
0: It's fine. I'll say it's bad. I'll say it's
1: bad. I mean, for what it set out to do, it was bad. It was bad. But but for what what i got out of it in the 30 minutes here 30 minutes there that i sat down to, to check in on it again and finally finish it it just it didn't bother me
0: any yeah, it's 110 minutes so it's an hour 50 okay it's a full fucker movie <laughs> it's yeah, it's two but I, didn't, I watched
1: it in chunks yeah i didn't, you, I didn't you even did sit down and give it two way, hours because you're like i, okay, I watched it I, in pieces I,
0: you can watch them like that's a terrible joke i'm out like I'm all, i'll am come back to it later i was like i'm gonna just i need to get through it because we were recording and i'm like mm-hmm. i said i was gonna watch it over the weekend i didn't so i had to watch it but whoosh man like I, I could have watched you know two hours a house and probably laughed more you know that's, that's not really meant to be a comedy is it still illegal to perform an autopsy on a living person are you high
1: if it's Tuesday I'm wasted
0: I mean I, well the one thing the one good thing I'll say that's coming out of it is Eddie Murphy said there could be a coming to America 3
1: I was just gonna tell you that. I didn't know if you knew that, but I saw that too. But it that it would be sixteen years from now. I was gonna now.
0: say but <laughs> when he turned seventy-five years old, so sixteen years from now. Yeah, I'm fine with waiting another fifteen years to see if I want another one.
1: To see if you forget having watched this one.
0: <laughs> what I swear to god. I'm like, what what would you do there? Like what the fuck could be the premise? the premise of that movie? Well see,
1: that's the bigger problem if you make a sequel where you recycle all the jokes or flip things and now he's basically he's his dad what is the point of the third one <laughs> you flip them again and he the kid is now doing the exact same the kids are doing the same thing and he's the one that's got it. it just you you have to get a completely fresh take on it and and that's how you would make a sequel work to begin with the second one should have been a completely fresh take yep and in the end it wasn't i, I mean they said it in the movie he he basically became his dad yep but we've seen that movie and then his son ran off to America to get married we've seen that movie so like I said I didn't hate it but yeah it, it absolutely could have been so much better they could have just done something completely different
0: yeah I mean you could literally he could go back you could have the, the guys in the barbershop like just, just like I didn't have a problem with that when you were going back to seeing a lot of the I literally said that was one of the saving graces to me that was one of the exciting things mm-hmm. to see all the old characters come back but the characters were the same characters. Like they were the same. It was the same yeah. thing going on. We talked about this off air. It was like, you go to McDonald's and it's the same fucking jokes they used the last time. Absolutely. You know, McDonald's wanted to sue me. Cause they came, I came out with the McFlurby, but right. it's not the same thing. We put our toppings on the bottom. Yep. Oh
1: man. Didn't see that one coming. What I was thinking was they should have just avoided anything reminiscent of the first plot and just said, okay, it's 30 years later. He's actually gone back to Zamunda and made all these changes and the country's flourishing. And he has a different reason to come back to America. Maybe it's, you know, he's just there for diplomacy. Give it a completely different plot. Like you're, I don't know, joining the UN or something, you know, just, just come up for a different reason for him to be there. And now you have a different story to tell.
0: I'm right there with you that. Yeah. He, he should have, it should have been 30 years where he was pushing the progress of, of Zamunda mm-hmm. and they became a you know a tech giant and then him and his dad are at the UN giving a speech and then a man with a metal arm blows up and then he becomes <laughs> king officially and then he goes on an adventure to find his father's murderer. Dude, that would have been a great movie. I feel like I feel like I haven't seen that anywhere. And it would have made billions of dollars, maybe, you know? But
1: mm-hmm.
0: Whew Instead they just rested on their laurels. And tried to have I feel like they just said let's do the same thing we did it's been 30 years we can just do the same shit and people will love it they'll eat it up yep. and then we'll have every black actor we can think of throw it in there mm-hmm. even though they have nothing to do with the plot we'll have a bunch of guest stars a bunch of hip hop and old R&B singers and stuff come in and we'll just say look at what's going on look how great this is I'm like god damn it you missed the mark so hard it's, it's not even funny and to think that a fucking lion would care about kitty food fuck off Fuck off about the goddamn kitty food, Patrick. Okay. First off, he when he opened the thing and he threw the thing and the kitty it, do you know how big a lion is? Do you know a little tiny kitty little thing? It's a hundred it's a hundred calories, Patrick. It's a hundred calories. Lions take down gazelles and shit. Hundred calories ain't nothing.
1: That's our show for this week. <laughs>
0: you were going to say something. That's all I got. You were going to say something.
1: Had they just come up with a completely different story? Like, I, I know you made the comparison, the, the Black Panther comparison, but I, I was serious. Like, the story really should have been, look at the progress he made in the 30 years in his country, and he hasn't been back to America. He comes here for some diplomatic thing, and sees what a shithole we've become. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> There's your story, right? That would have been great.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: he comes here, and he's got to save this country next.
0: <laughs> That would have been, you, yeah, that would have been funny. They just missed it. Missed it by a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah. It's going to do it for us tonight. Drop us a line on Instagram, Radio Free Podcasting Network. Let us know what we should review next. Let us know what you're thinking of the show, any questions you have or comments you want to make. Keep them to yourselves. Just kidding. Let us know. I want to hear them. <laughs> but uh, I guess for, for that guy over there, Patrick Ron Frisco. That's me. And myself, Tim Beasley. And to you. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Vine. Go watch something new. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. Thanks very much. Kitty. Kitty, do you see that laptop open? That means I'm recording. Look at this. Little kitty butthole. There it is. Wink, wink. Do you see it? All right, go on. Go on.
1: The worst cool. part is that you say wink wink. Good girl. I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: I know.